Aloha, I'm Sol, your host and founder of Sol University. Are the holidays less than a happy time for you? If so, it's time to add more happiness by joining us in this series. We have not only a lecture, but a live class. Each class provides time to laugh, vent some frustrations. I invite you to join us to navigate the holiday season with a lot more confidence. Follow the registration instructions to join us for our weekly, live, lively conference call classroom. Get ready for some wonderful laughs, some ahas, all from the comfort of your phone. I look forward to meeting you and to being of service. And now, time for class. We get to breathe a sigh of relief with the official holidays, by and large, done. In this segment, we look at extreme self-care ideas as we allow our bodies to wind down from the holidays. In this class, we look at that fine art of saying no, and it is an art. Next, we explore some fun, healthy rewards. How can we create rewards that are both fun and healthy? And the last thing we're going to look at is that gift that perspective brings in our life. And that gift of perspective is going to help us not only create some fun, healthy rewards, but it's also going to be a key to being able to say no with far less stress or guilt. Saying no is an extreme self-care practice if you have a hard time saying no. Let's just get a little reality check here. I want you to look at your calendar, whether that's your smartphone, whether that's your paper calendar, whether that's something hanging on the wall. Let's look at your calendar. And for those of you who are also organized and you do those to-do lists, get some of your to-do lists out. Just pull them out in front of you. Look at your calendar, get your to-do lists. As you look at your calendar, how many things have you scheduled on your calendar or how many items on your to-do list get transferred to the next day or the next to-do list? Does your to-do list ever end? <laughs> does your calendar ever give you more time than you need? Or does it seem like a month will go by and you go, my God, what happened? We're already in the middle of January in this series, and we just celebrated the new year. My request for you to look at your calendar and you look at your to-do list should help you get a gut level check on how comfortable you are in saying no thank you. And for some, is this an extreme self-care act for you to say no? <laughs> it could be very difficult depending on how you were raised and what culture you were raised. I know in the Western model, it is very common, especially for most religions, that you do not say no to other people's call for help. And it's rather selfish for you to take time for yourself. After the holidays are done now, I beg you to start learning how to say no without feeling guilty, shameful, without having regrets by it. One of the ways that I often find myself double checking on a yes or no is 
if I say yes to something, can I still maintain a healthy balance in life? If I say yes to something, is it going to throw me completely out of balance on what I sense I really want to do? If it's going to throw me out of balance, I have no problems with saying, no, sorry, can't help you. I have a resolve in that no. That energy in that no, when I say no to someone, there's no debating the no. There's no need to feel bad about saying the no. The fine art of saying no requires you to get to a space inside yourself that by saying no to someone, especially to someone who you probably have said yes to too much, <laughs> just let them know that this year you're making changes. We talked about this in a couple of other episodes. Give people a warning shot across the bow that you're making changes this year, that you may be saying no more often this year. Let them know changes in the wind. That builds the space to begin to create some fun, healthy rewards. Let's shift to topic number two, exploring ways to create some fun, healthy rewards. Now, what I mean by rewards is something that enhances life, enhances your life. That is a reward. And rewards are often seen as something large and extravagant, and they can be. I'm talking about very simple rewards that are both healthy and they're fun. For example, a healthy reward, and you probably are going to groan at this because I know I've talked about this in past classes, a healthy reward that you can enjoy, especially when you're feeling nibbly, is having a glass of water. And you might be wondering, so how on earth could having a glass of purified water be considered a healthy reward? How can that be fun? From a perspective standpoint, first off, being well hydrated with purified water remains for me that I'm most likely clearing toxins out of my system. By clearing toxins out of my system, I have a much healthier immune system. Being more healthy means I can generally have more fun. It's generally not fun for me when I have a cold or the flu or whatever the office virus is that's going around that, that seems to be quite plentiful at this time of year. So by healthy, fun rewards, small things that bring a smile to your face and plenty of them, plenty of them, healthy rewards. I'll let you get creative on your own end. Keep in mind the fun factor. We might have to dial into where you're at with fun first. The holidays can be a lot of fun. It can be somewhat anticlimactic after the holidays over. Life doesn't seem to be as fun. There's not as many parties to go to, as many people to meet up with. It's okay. We've got to get back to life. It's not as fun. Folks, that's a perspective, which leads us into our third topic. We've talked about perspective in the past. It bears repeating because perspective is one of those things that, wow, how does that saying go? Change your mind, change your world. The gift of perspective. Does taking care of yourself from your own perspective 
How do you read that? Is that one of those luxurious things that a few very wealthy people get to do because they have all the money and time in the world and that doesn't apply to you? So therefore, from your perspective, you take care of yourself only when you absolutely have to and that's generally when you're really sick. From your perspective, what does a reward mean? When you, when you think of a reward, is that one of those guilt-ridden things like, oh my God, do I really deserve this? Do I deserve this reward? Is a reward filled with angst? Because if you take it, you might like it. And if you like it, you might get used to it. Ah! Where are you at from a perspective that you and I, and everyone you know, and everyone you don't know, is worthy of fun. I'm going to issue this call to action. The call to action is to do something every day to help you feel good. What is something you can do every single day to help you feel good? Now, for me, one of my key things that I do every day is to drink at least 64 ounces of water, purified water, every day. Yeah, I have to run to the bathroom a lot. If I'm not going to the bathroom just about every hour, then I'm storing up toxins in my body, number one. Number two, I'm probably getting dehydrated. And if I'm getting dehydrated, I most likely am going to feel tired. I'm most likely going to have the possibility of having a headache. Because the first place our body draws water from is our brains. So one of the things I do daily to help me feel good is I keep hydrated. The second thing that I'll invite you to think about to help you feel good on a daily basis is to explore more. And we've talked about the whole thing between exploring and analyzing in a couple of other segments. Explore more can help you feel happier. And what I mean by explore is, yeah, you've heard this before. Life is a journey, not a destination. Analyzers are busy with the destination. Let's get to the destination. Do whatever it takes to get to that destination. Whereas explorers are more interested in how the journey is unfolding. And if you've forgotten how to explore, watch kids. Watch infants. That's all they do is they explore. They haven't figured out analyzing yet. Definitely watch animals. Animals love to explore. So each day I invite you now to discover something by exploring it a little more. Take a moment to explore something that you've probably have seen a bazillion times, heard a bazillion times, tasted, touched a bazillion times. If you're partnered, just explore something about your partner or your child or your neighbor or your coworker. Explore something that fascinates you in some way and keep it simple. So the call to action, do something daily that allows your explorer to blossom. Discover and do things daily that'll help you feel good. One way that I have suggested to folks as a new year starts to get into journaling, buy a new notebook, 
that has 365 pages in it. Each page is one day. First page is January 1st, or the first day that you start the journal on. And in just two or three words on one line, write down something that made you feel good. Something or someone. That's it. Just short, quick. The next day, new page, write down something new. And you might think, Saul, what a waste of a journal. I'm only writing one thing on one page at a time. Folks, here's the deal. Keep that journal going for the next 30 years. Add one new item each year for, say, 30 years. 30 years from now, you're going to look at that page, and on January 1st, you're going to see 30 different items that had inspired a feeling of goodness on that day. All right, that's it. Lecture time is done. Time to get into our conference call classroom. Registered members for this class series will explore more of the information that you just experienced in this lecture. To register for the series, click the links at the bottom of the page. Follow the registration instructions to join us for our weekly, live, lively conference call classroom. Get ready for some wonderful laughs, some ahas, all from the comfort of your phone. I look forward to meeting you and to being of service. And now, time for class. As we're getting settled in so far, I see some familiar faces have joined us. Marsha? Kim, Bruschetta, and I believe Rick is still dialed in with us. Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank Happy you. New Year. Happy New Year. I, I seem to recall last year at this time I said, it can't be a new year. Remember me saying that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Extreme self-care. What do you think of this silly notion that I put out there that just a simple act of saying no is a form of extreme self-care. We'll start off with Kim, then we'll go on to Rick and Cheryl, then Marsha. So Kim, what's your gut take on this extreme self-care, AKA just say no? No is a good topic for me because I have a hard time saying no. I have a very hard time saying no. Give me an example. Oh, say a friend calls me at the last minute and says, can you do lunch today? I always say, oh, sure, whether I really want to or I don't want to. And then I feel bad because I'm not really being honest. What are you afraid of in saying no? That I'm going to disappoint. I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> oh, one of those. Now, nobody else on this call has ever suffered from people pleasing, so... <laughs> You may have to let other people know what that's like. <laughs> I don't believe that, but yeah. <laughs> I'm well, hoping anyway me... I'm not one of the only ones that suffers from this problem. <laughs> Kim, do I have your permission to flip your table a little bit? You sure do. How would you feel if you somehow found out that you learned that a friend of yours who you've always invited over to lunch or to do something very last minute who has always said yes to you, you heard through the grapevine that they really don't know how to say no to you. 
I honestly have never, I've never even thought of that. That's that perspective thing that we've talked about today is that gift of perspective. If I heard through the grapevine that someone just didn't have the guts to tell me that, look, I love you dearly, soul, but nine out of 10, you call me for lunch. I'm just really busy, but I don't want to disappoint you. So I go along anyway. I would feel really crappy. (laughs) I think that's true for sure. And that's where when I said, I don't feel like I'm being very honest comes in. Yeah. I'm not being honest with me, but I'm also not being honest with them. So how is this year going to be different? I'm going to work real hard on learning on how that. to do it and not feel guilty doing it. Would you mind us doing a role play? Oh, heavens no. No. Go right ahead. Gang, do you mind if we do a real quick role play here? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to be Kim. And Kim, I want you to be somebody who... Traditionally, you say yes to, but you really want to say no to. All right. Okay, sir. Sure. Set the stage. Is is this the person calling that would is like last minute lunch all the time? Yes. All right. So you be that person, and I'll be you. Hello. Hi. How are you doing today? Oh my gosh! I can't believe it's the new year already. Can you believe it? No, I can't. It's just crazy. It is. How are you doing? I'm okay. I'm okay. Good. Good. What do I have the honor of this phone call? I just thought maybe we could get together and catch up. Can you do lunch today? Ah, yeah. With this new year, I'm wondering if we might try something. Would you be open to to just test driving something with me? Sure. I'm assuming you value my friendship because you like honesty, right? I And I truly do, yes. Okay. I need your help this year. I'm going to work on being more honest this year. Would you be willing to help me work on that? Yes, I will. Because I, I know I need people to keep me accountable. I don't know about you, but it helps if I have somebody keeping me accountable. <laughs> yes, for sure. So one of the ways that I can be more honest with you is I'm going to try and get a better handle on my time because I, my time is just out of control. How's your deal with with time? Is it, Do you got a handle on time? No. <laughs> I don't. Oh, yeah, you and I both, huh? It's bad. Okay, then maybe this is something we can work on together. Would you mind giving me at least a couple days heads up about a a request for lunch starting today? Oh, not at all. I would be glad to do that. Am am I offending you by declining lunch today? I'm really wanting to be really honest and and genuine with people, and this will help me get there. Do you mind? Oh, no, I think that... That's fine. I, I'm not offended at all. Oh, awesome. Awesome. And then you would continue on with your conversation and explore more, wrapping up the role play. Kim, what did we just do there? We set up a totally different way of handling how to do it from now on. I think it sounds great. I just never, ever even thought to do that. 
So I think when you do something the same way all your life, you just do it and then you grumble about it. <laughs> Routine and traditions. We talked about that in the past class, yeah? So I'm yeah. curious, Bruschetta, Rick, Cheryl, Marsha, what did I just do to Kim there, being Kim? How did I make an issue actually a lesson to learn from? You gave them a shot across the bow. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Make them aware of what's coming. There's changes coming. There's good stuff coming. She wants to participate, but she's sticking up for herself. That's good. Setting some boundaries, shot across the bow. There was something sneaky I did before that. What did I do? At the very beginning of our conversation, I talked about me and my desire to be more honest. Honest, yes, yes. So if somebody was talking to you about being more honest, what would naturally come up for you? You flipped the table. You made it sound more like I was taking the blame or taking the responsibility on myself. You weren't blaming them. And I even made you a co-conspirator in this whole little shebang, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I love it. That's another form of saying no. I said no to you, but I didn't really say oh to you, did I? No. <laughs> now, come on, soul. Isn't that a form of manipulation? <laughs> yeah. It can be. Yeah. Good manipulation. Yeah. Be. You said you just want to be honest, and yeah, I like it. I like it. Kim. <laughs> You might yeah. want to prepare yourself that a few months down the road, your friend, if you had this conversation with them, uh -huh. they might start thinking, has Kim not been honest with me? That question might come up. And that doesn't always go the best. Do you want to have that conversation in a role play? <laughs> sure. Six months later, getting a call, you kick it off. I'm you. You're that same person who's just figured out, now that we're being more honest with each other, they're going to, she's going to use that as a segue into this conversation. So kick it off. Hi, how are you doing today? I have been so enjoying our agreement to keep each other accountable over the past few months. It's just been so refreshing. How are you feeling about it? I see you as just a changed person. I hope that's for the best. Is there something I'm doing that you are? You were always so apt to just pick up and go, and I just want to make sure I've not done anything wrong. Oh, you mean now that we're giving each other heads ups in advance, you're now yeah. kind of going backwards. You're, and yeah. you're thinking maybe there is a problem yeah. going backwards. That's on me. I got to own up to that. If I said yes to you when I really wanted to say no, that's not your stuff. That's my stuff. That's I got to own it. Right? True. Yes. You're sweet. I, I appreciate you being really empathic, but just like you have your stuff, it's your stuff. It's not mine, right? <laughs> you would not want me getting all up your nose in your business, right? No, I would not. Okay. Are we good? No, I, would. I think we're good. Just wanted to make sure. All right. Are we still on lunch? We still got lunch in a couple of days, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. Sounds I'm excited well. and glad to be able to catch up. Likewise. I'm afraid I got to run, though. Can I catch up with you later? You sure can. We'll see you in a couple days. Sounds good. Thank you.
So what did I do there? You put her in a comfortable mode right away. Because you're probably intuitive to know that when, some, when a good friend calls you and there's something on your mind, you know there's something on their minds. Yeah? Uh -huh. True. A lot of stuff to chew on. Any thoughts, any feedback of what you've heard so far? I think you're just too nice. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm more direct and I, I wish I could sound as nice as you. I actually had something that I had to send an email to someone today because I got an email from them and they wanted me to check on some messages. I really had to send that email and let this person know that I will do it this one time for her. I told her, honestly, I don't have the time. It didn't make sense that she wanted the people that she had just done an intake with because they didn't have all the paperwork together that she wanted them to leave another message and it didn't make sense to me. So I pretty much put it in, in an email that the next time she has to leave a message with them to tell the people to just drop off the paperwork at the front desk of the church, give it to the secretary. I was like, this is not going to become a habit. So another for saying no is giving a person direction, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I gave direction. That's good, Marcia, because you didn't just cut them off and say no. You said, I'll do it this time, but not from then on. Uh, yeah, it's not going to become a habit. Marcia, I'm wondering, could you have done this four years ago? No, because I did not have that feeling inside of me that said, I'm worth having time for myself. I'm worth my worth is I'm worthy of having things you. my way <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> Good you know? for you. So one of the things I'm hearing, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is if you go through this class with Marsha or myself or Rick <laughs> and Cheryl, who are also certified instructors, as your backbone comes back online, watch out, world. <laughs> Before, I was never able to say no. I would drop if somebody wanted something, me to do something for the moment. Anytime, I would drop everything and just do it. But from taking the class and learning to stick up for myself, I've been able to say no. And it's really a de-stressor because... You don't have to worry about a lot of different angles of it. It's like a certain worth that you get to. Then you're able to do that because I probably didn't feel that I was worthy before of the time, the energy. Now it's my time, my energy, and if I want to do something, then that's fine, and I'll say yes. But if I don't, I'm able now to say no, and that's it feels good. good. It is stressful when you say yes and you don't really want to say yes. Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 It's a cancerous little energy because, as you mentioned, Kim, not only are you aware that you're not being genuine and honest, and then that that starts seeping into other aspects of life, right? It does. Like yeah. And when it comes to being more resolved, Cheryl, Marsha, 
Could you see going backwards? Could you see going back to the person you were saying yes all the time? No. No. <laughs> no. Way. no. That's a solid no. <laughs> I love it. No way. <laughs> There's what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> All right, just check in. <laughs> I want to make sure that we dip into the wisdom pond of Mr. Rick. I know has decades worth of experience of extreme care in his role in the medical world. But when it came to extreme self-care, Rick, you've had to do that too for yourself, especially with coming back online after being struck by lightning twice. <laughs> yeah, and pay me what I'm worth is it's a vital part of, I believe, self-realization process. There's a lot of things you can do to get more in touch with yourself, but I'd like to encourage people to look from within and start saying no to the waking up, start saying no to the things that they don't realize they're doing. When you go through a process of, uh, self-realization like no matter how you look at it if you go from the outside in it's natural that you'll look from the inside out and it has been very good for me and in, in that I realize again that I can look at myself from the outside in and from the inside out to get varied perspectives on anything and so I don't have to be trapped in my belief system or my mindset or my emotional upsetness and pay me what I'm worth really allowed me to discover that again about myself and like you say gave resolve my hat is off to anyone that is willing to go on this journey on any journey of self-discovery and self-realization because it's a simple journey but it isn't easy and when I started to become more aware of myself, I started to feel more grounded, calmer, more focused on my life and living. And pay me what I'm worth is a big part of that. That's what extreme self-care is to me. We could go into the physical part of taking care of yourself, and then there's the mental part of taking care of yourself, and then there's the spiritual part taking care of yourself and obviously we know we're physical beings I know I'm a physical being and first has to come the physical before I can do anything I really have to take care of myself extremely well because we're all aging and we're all going to die <laughs> no we're not no <laughs> there I just said no <laughs> life is a very fragile thing soul taught us that the clock is ticking and it is really I wanted to ignore that and think oh I'm immortal. My body it will take this for a couple hundred years. No, it won't. How many people have you seen bodies that can? So we have to take really good care of our bodies. First off, drink water. yeah, drink water, like Soul says. And then somehow I knew that I had to lasso my mind because first the body, control the body, then the mind. Then you can go out and do something. But if you can't control that, <laughs> what do you have? bag of bones. <laughs> Speaking of which, Rick, when you were in the medical whirlwind and you were constantly dealing with people in chaos mode, 
based on either their own physical health or the physical health of someone they cared for. If someone finds themselves in the role of, for example, as a caregiver, maybe it's a husband taking care of their wife or vice versa, or a child that's had an illness, what was the one thing you found yourself telling people over and over again in your capacity in the medical world? What were you telling people to do more often than not to take care of themselves? I'm asking, Rick, because in my years as a social worker where I was in the hospital environment quite a bit, the one thing that I noticed most caring, loving people experiencing of someone in the hospital is they were just out and out exhausted. They did not get enough rest. Have any of you well, experienced that? Certainly. Employees don't get rest. It's part of the system. What I say to all the patients is, are, are you sure you need an operation? Did you research mm -hmm. any of this? Or just some guy just tell you? Back then, I started doing surgery in the 70s. So you really had to dig around to find your own information, but not now. There's so much more information that you don't have to depend on these authoritarian uh, alleged know-it-alls when their statistical outcomes don't match their treatments. Now, the American Medical Association just came out last year and said they're the third largest killer of people in the United States. Wow. By <laughs> the medical doctor error and hospital error is the third largest killer. Everybody, time to wake up, kids. And I try to explain to people that a hospital is not a place to come to get well. It's a place like if you break your leg in a car accident or something, they put you back together. But it's not a place if you're ill to go and get well. Now, that's a really harsh statement, I know. But that's coming from my heart. In 40 years of studying the system, I grew up in the system. I saw it. My dad was a laboratory technician at a mental institution. So I saw how people were treated. And the medical system is broke, and, unless you get hurt, like your pelvis is crushed or something. So if I hear you correctly, Rick, treat a hospital like a repair garage. Get the hell out of there as quick as you can. <laughs> yep. yep. Yes. Like all of us sometimes may need medical treatment. There was a few times when I did that my family did, the technology of it. It's not all bad. I would try to teach the kids to take responsibility for your own actions. And it comes way, way down to taking responsibility for your soul. Okay? Your own soul. That's how deep that you want to deep dive. That's how deep it goes. Because we were taught to allow other entities to take control of our bodies and to give our souls to these entities when we were young. So all comes down to that conditioning over the years, if you ask me. Yeah, social conditioning and genetic conditioning. That, that's why people do not want to take responsibility and they just go for the authoritarian part of it. Mm -hmm. When I started to wake up, I, I realized what my thing was is that I can take responsibility for myself and I can take responsibility for my health. And I've had traumatic, tragic things happen to me in my life that would kill other people. 
and I did not go to the medical institution for help because I know they would kill me. Mm -hmm. Because I watched them kill lots of other people with the same stuff. So extreme self-care is waking up and being aware enough that you are responsible for your physical, mental, and spiritual health. But it goes real, real deep. It does. Rick, have you ever found yourself pinging an awareness of how deep it is? I'll give you an example. There are times where I just do something fun for myself, but I might catch just a a, a small little whiff of, I really should get to that to work. A little regret starts coming across my nose. I'm saying no to regret. Thank you very much. Have you ever experienced that? Yes. Cheryl just went back to work a couple months ago. I don't have to stay home. I can go surfing or do whatever I want, but I do because there's things that need to be done. I don't want her to have to go to work and then come home and, oh, what did you do all day? As long as I get those, sometimes I'm going, oh, she just went to work and I'm laying down taking a nap. What the hell? (laughs) I'm not used to that. Am I being self-centered or I need to lay down? Yeah. I've had to beat off the chaos committee and say, hey, I get a lot done during the day. I I don't have to feel guilty. I, I can do whatever I want. Basically, remain joyful no matter what. That's been the challenge is just be happy when the pig bites you in the leg. That's been the main thing is realizing for for me is that I have a choice. I, I can walk around and let all the external things jerk my emotions. But at the end of the day, beginning of the day, the end of the day, the middle of the day, I have to choose how I feel about all of it. I would prefer to be happy, no matter what. It's a challenge. I hear that. (laughs) I hear that. As always, we've covered a lot of ground. I don't know that there has been a single Holiday Blues Busters where we've just farted around on something light and fluffy, have we? (laughs) What popcorn for you tonight? What new little nugget exploded and you went, didn't think about that before? I think for me, it's how much peace I can have if I change what I'm doing. Mm. And that peace is so healthy. Yeah. For me, I'm very thankful that I have had my eyes open to all of this over the past year, year and a half. I have been able to change myself, but it's changed my whole world around me. I'm really grateful and that I had that ability and took the time to do it and that I had some fun people to do it with. If I'm hearing you correct, Cheryl, you're saying you're thankful for saying yes to this class. And for those people (laughs) who are toying with saying no to this class, what would you tell them? I would tell them that it is a life changer that if you want to be happy, there's a lot of ways out there to be happy and be able to drop all those guilty feelings that people have, doubt, shame, guilt, worry, throw them out the door and choose to be happy. And if you can't do that on your own, that this class is a great place to try it. And spoken by a person who's 
also a certified instructor. One of the things that Cheryl and Rick have done is they've passed their exams with Seoul University to be uh, certified instructors. So when you, or if you are thinking about taking a class and you don't want to deal with this loud mouth teaching you, <laughs> you have other options. You've got Rick, you've got Cheryl, you also have Marsha. Marsha, I could just feel all sorts of popcorn happening for you tonight. <laughs> I can tell you that the journey that I took with Pay Me What I'm Worth, the very first class, the second class, I tell you, I have never seen myself become so strong. In just about everything, I've become so much more aware of everything that's going on around me. At the same time, I'm aware of how much more peace I have inside of me and how much stronger I am at being able to say no. <laughs> that's been awesome. That has mm -hmm. been awesome. Yeah. And how much of that did I spoon feed you, Marsha? Oh my goodness, I don't think he spoon fed me at all. I had to work. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> have I molly coddled you? Have I spoon fed you? Have I said, okay, dear, here's how you're going to do this. Follow these steps and you're going to be just fine. No, oh, you kicked us in the deep end right off. <laughs> <laughs> Always made it very apparent that it was our journey. Yeah. Each one has their own journey but you were always willing to help if we needed help at all. I'm bringing this up because another form of extreme self-care is saying yes to yourself. True? True. Yeah. True. Ooh, that's big. <laughs> what just happened, Kim? I don't know. A light bulb went off. I saw a light bulb moment because I'm really bad about putting everyone before me. From society's standpoint, Kim, you're doing what society tells you to do. It is better to give than receive. Yes. Anything you want to say to society right now? I'm not sure, so sure that society is leading me in the right direction. <sighs> One extreme form of care is saying, yes, I am worth a half hour of my own time at least mm -hmm. every day. I'm putting me in the calendar. One little trick I will give you all to play with as we're starting a new year. I'm not going to tell you why I'm asking you this, but I'm going to go right down the line. I want you to just pick the first date comes to mind. Just what's your first blush? Marsha, pick a date, any day. Any day? Any day. Just what's the first date that comes to mind? February 2nd. Write that date down, 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Kim, what's the date that just pops to mind for you? January 10th. So write down 110. Okay. Rick, what's the one date that just pops up for you? Just boom. It's whatever reason. January 20th. Okay. Write down 120. And Cheryl, what's the date that pops for you? June 17th. So write down 617. Everybody got their dates written down? Yes. Everybody listening to this class, I want you to do the same thing. And now I'll tell you why. On that date that you've written down, I want you to live a follow my nose day. Clear your calendar. It's a day that from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, you're just gonna follow your nose. You're gonna follow and do anything you want. This is 
a day that is not to catch up on your errands. It's not to catch up on the laundry. It's not to catch up on all your emails. It's wake up and what do you want to do and just follow your nose. I plan four follow my nose days a year and oh my God, what a hoot they are. And once they're written down, there's no going back. You cannot change them. If you decide to do this, that day is for you from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Just follow your nose. Explore. <laughs> exactly. We've got just a couple minutes left. I want to say thank you to Rick for helping co-pilot tonight's journey. A round of applause. Yay! Great job, Rick. So what one extreme form of self-care are you all going to do for yourself this year? Who wants to offer an insight of what they will be doing this year to take care of themselves? I already know that I am drinking more water, so I plan to stay on that course where I'm drinking plenty of water. That's a big change for me. <laughs> Not coffee, water. Water. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Anybody else want to fess up to what they're going to do to take care of themselves this year before we wrap up? I was going to say the same thing that Marcia did, but I'm going to add to that I'm going to try to eat better and get some exercise. Thank you for listening to my blabbing. I appreciate it. And I have already implemented my evil plan to surf more because last a couple of years, I've only been surfing two days a week. So now I'm up to three days and I will go to four days of surfing a week. Just And I might nice. even throw a day of fishing in there. Of course, he does get up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. to do this. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, be, uh, when's the last time has anybody seen the sun rise or set? Gosh, I used to do in Hawaii. <laughs> I do yeah, I have. Boston. Sitting out in the ocean yeah. with fish yeah. swimming around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so That's awesome. Nice. You can't. Mm -hmm. Come on, let's go. I'll drag you out there. <laughs> Deal. Yes, I'm going to continue to drink more water, get more sleep, eat healthy and make some more positive friends to make up for the ones I've lost. Do more things for myself, read things I want to read, and not try to cater to other people that much. That's a tall list. We're going to be checking yeah, in better. on you, Bridgetta. All right. And it's now aired on live radio or out to the world. No turn back now. <laughs> My son's reaction is, what took you so long? Oh, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, I want to thank you for joining us and being with us. Those who are just listening in, I hope you've enjoyed some of the nuggets of wisdom everyone has shared with you. If you missed some, all you got to do is just replay the show. So with that thought in mind, everybody, next week we'll be just about wrapping it up. We're getting close. We're going through Valentine's Day, and that'll be here before you know it, yeah? Yes. All right, we'll see you all next week. Join us in this series to enjoy the holidays with much less stress and a lot more fun. Use the register link below. Aloha! Are you suffering from worth decay? Here's how you know you might be suffering from worth decay. If you think or feel 
worthless. Because of your age, health, finances, or your looks, guess what? You're suffering from worth decay. For those who really want to end worth decay, you'll call and register to be part of our unique self-paced program. Call 312-268-0000 to learn more about this program. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.